There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As William Jennings Bryan told Hillary Clinton when Thomas Dewey won. (laughs) I was wondering if you were even paying attention. (laughs) The last pod is the best pod, yo. Sorry, I was... uh... Yeah, I was I like was pulling up the notes. Your like, notes You're looking down you at the notes me. right now. He's not even paying attention. <laughs> Those, by the way, for those of you who are wondering what the even that was even about, of course, we know that William Jennings Bryan, Hillary Clinton, and Thomas Dewey are probably the three most famous presidential losers in history, and it seemed appropriate under the circumstances. Uh, Welcome, my friends, to the last pod on the right here at laststopontheright.com, and of course, through our good friends at America's Podcast Network. You are listening to KLRN Radio. Uh, and uh, uh, we got a lot. Of course, this is it, man. This is it. Here we are uh, right before election 2020, the latest election, which will alter the course of human history. Hey, okay. I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike Abel. And we are we are witnesses to the alteration of the course of human history. They, But they say that every four years. I know. It's like, oh, my God, this is it. This is the big one. I'm like, well, eventually... One of them will be, I guess. But here we are, man. You know, you know. I can't can, say how happy I am to just. It's oh god, I can't wait for this. I just, you know, if nothing else, I just, if I don't get any more crap in the mail, <laughs> you know, I was just about to say <laughs> for, like, for you know, the Democrats pl- claim to be the party for the planet. Man, you know? they are well, nuking they sure some rainforest. A hell of a lot of damn paper products <laughs> it is unbelievable the amount of and then all the ads all the ad, no matter what you're watching yep. it doesn't matter what you're watching yep. uh you could be watching uh, uh football and there's ads you watch actually they've been crazy with the ads in the football games like every spot in a football game stop set is a freaking ad for somebody running oh, for oh something yeah. and i'm like you know it makes me hate you i just i understand this is the deal first of all everybody's got to get their word out so you spend you raise the money you spend the money on advertising fine Okay, whatever. I get it. I get how it works. Okay, and I get how the media has to make sure that it's a continuing story, so they're going to have that out there whenever they can. So every news break's going to be breaking story from the election 2020 desk. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Okay, because right, right. everybody's going to get the thing on. But it's like, oh god. I was talking to a friend of mine who works still works in the in the talk radio industry, and he was telling me that over the weekend they had to expand their stop sets. Oh, literally, I'm, they I'm are sure. joining programs in progress. Like actually having, they had to do a, a disclaimer that they had to have be able to run this weekend whenever they were coming back late because they had to expand a stop set because everybody has to get their ads in. I know. And you you know, got all it, the rules about equal time. So if this guy runs an ad, then you got to let this guy run an ad and they keep doing it. And because the sales monkeys never stop. Oh, well, you're yeah. right. And you have to understand for those of you who don't work in the media industry, salespeople do not pay attention to things like, schedules <laughs> being out, oversold hourly clocks being right. oversold they don't care as long as they can sell it they'll sell it right, so what happens right. is they sell everybody everybody that wants a spot they get one and then programming has to make up the difference well this friend of mine at a talk radio station actually i don't know why i'm saying a friend of mine like he doesn't want to he doesn't care if, if we sully his name on this garbage podcast bill edwards from news radio 1290 and 97.7 uh wtks in savannah where I actually do a Friday morning bit with him every Friday morning at 8.45 Eastern. I was going to say state daylight, but that's almost over mm, with Eastern yep. Standard Time. But, uh, yeah, they were actually having – they had to run a disclaimer all weekend long. We are now joining the blah, blah, blah in already in progress because they're oversold. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm like, I'm so sick of it. It's, I really you know, am. You know, what amazes me is – and you and I both being radio people, but, yeah. but like, uh, you know, we're – being in Savannah, we are part of – South Carolina, we get yeah, that. Oh guys. We, we yes, get, we so get the we double get, whammy. We get both of them. We get Georgia and South Carolina. Yeah. Well, it, it amazes me that I'll see like in, in a stop set in a in a, during a. Oh, by the way, uh, for those of you, uh, stop set is a commercial break. Yeah, commercial during a commercial Sorry. break. We have a tendency you'll, to you'll, fall into radio blah blah. Right, but you'll have like Lindsey Graham 
Right. And then you'll have Jamie Harrison immediately after him. I know. And then you'll have, you know, Purdue, and you'll have John Ossoff immediately after him. I'm just like, man, no separation whatsoever. Normally in the business, that's frowned upon. Yes. You know, there's there's an old rule. You don't run, like, two car commercials back-to-back if you can help it. If you can help it, you don't do. You do a foreign and an import back-to-back. You you never do, like, you don't do Bud Light followed by Miller Highlight. That kind of thing. You know what? Since we're here, and we got to get into everything here in a minute, because we've got a lot of election stuff coming up here, but... In our, I guess this is our pre-election special here. Uh, let me just put this out. If you are a business owner or a marketing person, okay, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you sell, make, whatever, when you get that moment where you think, I know what I want this commercial to sound like, I'm going to do it myself, stop. <laughs> you can't. Okay, you think you're a good actor, you're not. Right. You think you're a good spokesperson, you're not. You're <laughs> terrible at it. You think you look good on camera, you don't. <laughs> you, 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 you think you don't have an accent. You do. You do, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, you do. Just stop it. All of you, stop it. There, there are, And I'm not just saying this because, of course, my full-time gig is as that I'm a professional voiceover artist. That's what I do. Uh, there are people out there who make a living being better at reading, <laughs> writing, acting, and generally doing media stuff than you. You're good at whatever you're making. They're good at talking about it. You make it. Let them talk about it. Right. Every once in a while, you'll get one that one it's guy is like, smiling Sam, come on down to see me, and oh, it works perfect. Those all happened by accident. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they did not go in going, people are going to think this is so goofy that they're going to love it. They went in thinking, I got it. I am a creative genius. And uh, candidates, by the way, this goes for you too. If you can't read without sounding like this, get somebody else to read the, uh, you know, I know you have to at the end the say. Only, yeah, the only thing you should be doing I, is I'm saying. Blah, blah, I'm blah, blah, and I approved his message. Yeah, I'm Lindsey Graham, and I approved his message. Yeah, Lindsey Graham would be first and foremost in my mind. as a guy that should never, ever <laughs> yep. voice his own spots. Because yep. the homeboy sounds like Foghorn Leghorn just sucked the helium out of a balloon. <laughs> now y'all come before you stand behind him, Lindsey Graham from South Carolina. And I'm not saying that makes him a bad person or whatever. I'm not one of these, these like we talked about him last week, these jerkweeds from the Northeast who thinks that everybody who does a talk like this sounds stupid, yo. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I never get tired of that. Yo, Mario, you you are practically ready for Shakespeare, but yeah, everybody with a Southern accent sounds dumb. Yes. But Lindsey Graham, I'm not saying he sounds dumb, but he don't sound good on the air. No, there's quite a few of them. There's a few of them up there, and it's just like, y'all stop. South, South Carolina seems to be notorious for that. That They do. Governor Henry McMaster. Well, he's, he's old go- school. He's Governor got- Henry McMaster, H.R. McMaster. <laughs> he's got go- the, the Governor H.R. McMaster. He got that old antebellum accent. <laughs> exactly. Old Charleston. Accent. I mean, he from back in the day. <laughs> son, I say, son, oh, I come Lord. before you to stand behind you. Now, okay, all of that aside, because we're going to have fun with this today. You might as well have fun. This may be the last time here at the last pod on the right or anywhere else that anybody gets to have any fun while talking about politics. So we might as well get it out. That's true. Because coming up on Tuesday, baby, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. All bets are off. So, Mikey. One last time, I guess. How about you crack open the dump stuff? Well, crack. And uh, in the words of H.R. McMaster, governor of South Carolina, why don't you tell us what's stinking up the joint this week, Michael? <laughs> well, as we've been talking, it's almost over. Yeah. Ah, so come on. The longest <laughs> week of my life, man. I'm like, I, God, I has, hate all of you now. It terrible. I, I kind of want to go to the polls and just like mark out my ballot like none of the above in every one of them. Just be like, I hate all of you. Yep. I really do. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, uh, oh no, poor right, Joe. Friend. One last time. Did Have you seen? Boy, this was not a good week. He, well, my man is never. dragging himself to the finish line. I know. Yeah, and we joke all the time about... and. and We'd make jokes about the not all that funny fact that Joe Biden does not have total command of his mental acuity and it is fading. Right. But this was, I mean, Saturday afternoon, my man is out there. uh, You know, he's up in Michigan. We'll talk about why he's in Michigan in a minute or two. Uh, And Obama's, he had Obama doing the, the hype for him. And he's like, all right, Joe, come on out. Biden slept through his intro. He slept, he absolutely slept through his cue. 
<laughs> missed it completely. And then, like, after a few minutes, he comes running out like, hey. And I'm like, oh, God. Because you know he just dozed off. Either that or Because he, old guys do that. Either that or he pooped his pants. I so. pooped my pants. I can't go, come right now. Y'all give me a minute. <laughs> go change my depends. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, future president of the United States, right? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Well, we're also we're going to be asking the question: Will we be goose stepping into twenty twenty one? You know, if Biden wins, and a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about today centers on what happens if Biden wins. But if Biden wins, then that is a green light for the cancel culture that the liberals, the Democrat media, have constructed. Where if you're not them, you don't get to say anything. You don't get to do anything. Right, right. Well, they're getting more and more fascisty about it. You know, they're big on t- calling everybody, oh, Trump's a Nazi, Trump supporters are Nazis. But they're the only ones saying everybody except us shouldn't be allowed to talk. I'm like, you guys are the fascists. Right. And I'm wondering if Biden wins, does that green light these guys? But hey, guess what? You were right. I don't know if I'm that. You should have, I don't whether or not you do. And we love you all out there. You should have some concerns about that. Oh, well, absolutely. You should have some concerns about that. You know, and then uh, we're, we're also going to be asking, yes. is, is there a cure for COVID coming? Well, I got a theory about that. I, I think there is a cure for COVID coming, and I think it's going to be if Biden wins. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, you know, we... Uh, the pace, the economic pace, the social pace that we are trying to conduct, at which we are trying to conduct ourselves as a result of this, of the, you know, the, as a result of the runa, as it were, uh, is not sustainable, not healthy, not healthily sustainable. Right. No. And I, you know, the Democrats have been doing everything they can to try and halt everything all year because it's, they, in rather typical Democrat fashion, never, never let a crisis go to waste. They've been doing everything they can to damage us because they figure that will help them. Yeah, that's the kind of people that they are, uh, that they're willing to sacrifice the social and economic security of the United States in order to get what they think will win them an election. If Biden wins, they're going to be like, oh, you know what, now we can, we can all go back. I'm telling you right now, Biden wins less than a week later. They're gonna go, they're, you're going to start seeing uh, stories in their media outlets where they go, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so bad if we all just got together a little bit. I'm just, oh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they're going to start that. It's going to happen. So I'm telling you, the cure for COVID is going to be, because there's not ever going to be an actual cure for COVID, just like there's not really a cure for the flu. Right. There's not a cure for the common cold. There's never, there's not, a, there's not a cure for Ebola. There's all of these diseases that cycle through our popular consciousness. None of them have been cured. Most of them have been around forever. Right. All right. Uh, but what there's going to be is a cure for the effect because we're going to go, uh, if Biden wins, all these guys who've been saying all year, well, you can't get anywhere near each other. I can't, you know, I can't believe you guys are not out wearing masks when you're, you know, whatever you're doing. They're going to go, oh, well, you know, now that Biden won, hey, I'm telling you right now, give it two weeks. Right. There's going to be a rash of stories planted by the Biden incoming Biden administration. But how it turns out, it would probably be better if we just all got together and got this over with. Herd herd immunity will become the watchword as we head toward <laughs> the new year. Right. So got that coming up for you as well. And uh, I got to remind everybody, if you'd like to be a part of this monstrosity of a podcast, <laughs> dumpster fire here, uh, we urge you to do so and take advantage of our many avenues by which you can contact us check us out on facebook there is a last stop on the right facebook group and we of course welcome your input there also uh would tell you to check out our twitter feed at last stop otr that's at last stop otr and of course you can email us through our website which is of course last stop on the right.com so you know mikey before we get into everything else i got a question for you about this okay this is just you know because you're a dad you got two kids they're not of voting age yet so they're they're sort of passive observers i guess would be the best way to describe it all of this stuff that's going on and i'm not just talking about the COVID or the election but just this massive conflagration of of sort of self-directed rage that americans have flipped on in the last year or so how does it affect kids and, you know, when your daughter, when you talk to your daughters about what's going on with all of this stuff, because this is acrimonious as I can remember. 
What do you do? Your kids just go, oh my god, adults are all terrible. Yeah, I kind of think they do. (laughs) Really, truly, or either either that, or they're just like, oh god, dad's so stupid. I'm not talking to him about this stuff because I really, I was like, this is terrible that you've asked me this because it's going to sound awful. But I really haven't really talked to my kids about. I mean, when you watch them, when you watch, I guess when you observe your children observing the way the adults in this country are behaving. What do you? What kind of effect do you get from that? I'm just curious because you know these kids are one of the things that nobody's talking about is that we are teaching our children to solve real societal problems like children. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't think they get. I mean, I think they know better. Uh, if that makes sense. Well, like, you just wonder if it's like is this the lesson they're going to learn. It's like, hey, from now on, don't be civil to each other. Just if you don't like them, cancel them or whatever. Right? I don't yeah. Know. These kids today, I'll tell you. I just I was curious because you're watching you have kids, you're watching your kids grow up, you're watching your kids watch us. That's what always gets me is all of our children in this country. And I know I'm not being all, you know, metaphysical about it. You know how the, the libs always get so emotional about it. They're like, oh my God, what about the children? I'm just thinking and a generation of children is being raised in this country that uh, to believe that if you don't get your way, you should pitch a fit. If Biden, and a lot of this that we're going to talk about today here at the last pot on the right, is sort of couched in, framed in the concept that Biden wins. If Biden wins, then what? Well, if Biden wins, a generation of American children will have been taught that if you don't get your way, you you loot the target, you burn down your own neighborhood, you shoot at the police, you cancel everybody to the right of Mao, and you get your way. Right. You know, and, and I'm it's, if you cry about it, you're going to get it. Yeah, you'll get your way. I, I remember when I, when I was a boy, like, you know, like I'm an armadillo now or something. When I was a boy, the, the lesson was if, uh, you know, you pitch a fit, not only do you not get your way, you get less of your way. Right. But now it's the opposite. Now it's the opposite. And we're almost done at this point. And it's like. Where the hell do we go from here? No matter what happens. I, I wonder about the fracture that we've created in society by being this horrible to each other. I, and, you know, then you think, well, who would be the best person to judge? Whose reactions would be the best person, best way to judge who is uh, or how it's going? What the long-term effects would be? And I'm like, oh, kids. Well, I don't have any. But you do. <laughs> So I thought I would ask. I thought I would ask you, Michael, what you think. I, you know, Mikey's like, no, I've been totally derelict as, as on this well, as a parent. Yeah, was, <laughs> you know, the, the byproduct of a divorce uh, is, you know, I only get my kids one day a week and then to every other weekend. So I really don't, I don't spend time watching the news with them, and just because I, I don't want to. I well, I, I just, mean, you know, and and one of the things you would hope <laughs> that they would learn is, well, you know, the alternative is that they instead learn. Because let's say uh, that Trump wins, or we do a good enough job raising our next generation of Americans that they recognize that no matter what happens, that the the Democrats have have absolutely it's not even disgraced themselves. They have debased themselves in the process with their behavior. Right. And it's not just the cancel culture. It's not just the, you know, AOC shrieking at the top of her lungs at everybody that makes fun of her because how dare you? That's sexist. That's racist. Baby, everything's sexist. Everything's racist. All of that crap. And it's not just, say, the Democrats' so-called Antifa terrorists and their behavior or their BLM accomplices and their behavior. It's little things like the, this whole tantrum, no matter what it is, and I give you a story here. Uh, Saturday morning, Biden, or was it said Friday? One of those two days. Biden was in Texas. Or they had a, the, the Biden bus was in Texas. They were like driving a bus around like, hey, you know, look, Biden, Harris for president or whatever. And a whole bunch of Trump people, I guess, found out that the bus was in the area. So they like had this, the Biden bus was basically escorted around by this massive caravan of Trump people, <laughs> which is hilarious. See, that's funny. That is kind that's, of funny. That's funny. And that's, that's actually pretty solid game well, right boy, there. Boy, I bet it pissed them off. They started they? calling the bloody cops. <laughs> I'm not even lying to you. The people who say that there shouldn't be any police started calling the well, police because people with opinions different than theirs were in their general vicinity. And they're so self... This is actually a thing. And it became a national story <laughs> because Jake Tapper, who used to be a journalist and is now 
<laughs> just another Democrat media complex blowhole on CNN. I got to give Jake, a, I always give Jake a little bit of a free pass because I'm like, you know, I feel like he held out as long as he could right. before they broke him. Because he's, he's just another Democrat media complex blowhole at this point. But for he hung out for, he was the last real journalist at CNN. But he's out there and he's like, good Lord. And he gave national coverage to the Democrat version of what was happening, which is though we were being harassed, we were ambushed and we were being harassed. And it was, oh my God. So we called the cops. This shouldn't be allowed. Some of them even had guns. And I'm like, well, you were in Texas. Everybody has Everybody a gun. Everybody has one, exactly. I mean, yeah, what did you think when you were going to Texas? Of course, their attitude is, if they win, nobody will have a gun, which is a story, and right. we're not going to get right. into that right. today. We're not doing gun control today. But they were down there and demanding that, I mean, seriously. you. I mean, I want you to think about what this actually means. Democrat Party activists were in a state which is red, Surrounded by people who are known to have Republican leanings in general and almost to a man own firearms. And when a bunch of them showed up to peacefully, and again, I'll say peacefully, we're not talking about how the Democrats have been expressing themselves lately. Mostly peaceful. Uh, Yeah, mostly peaceful, which is why the National Guard is in Philadelphia, because it's mostly peaceful. Democrats have gotten exceedingly, not increasingly, but exceedingly violent. Okay, so people who react to any opposition with violence that they can went to a place where they knew they were going to be they were going to meet people who had different opinions. And when they met them, they demanded government agents intervene and liquidate the opposition, the opposing opinion. Mm -hmm. That's fascism. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know there are the Democrats are big on these days. It's everybody's a Nazi. It's a, Trump's a Nazi. You're a Nazi. I'm a Nazi. Everybody's oh, you die kid. You're not voting for Biden, and you're a Nazi. 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 They throw it around like, you know, like toilet paper on Halloween. But let me tell you something, kids. When you go somewhere where you know you are going to meet people of a different opinion, like you bait them, okay, they show up and peacefully non-violently express they weren't even yelling at them they were just driving down the road next to them <laughs> i mean we're literally saying i'm calling the cops because this guy's got a trump bumper sticker that's and you like i'm calling i want armed government intervention <laughs> on my behalf to get the guy with the trump bumper sticker away from me that is fascism that you're the nazi you are the if that if you hear that story and you're on the side of the guy who called the cops, you are a Nazi. Not Trump, not me, not Mikey, not, you know, whoever voted for, you know, not anybody, oh well, you supported uh Justice Barrett's uh a nomination. You must be a Nazi. No, not any of them. You are the Nazi. Mm-hmm. Cancel culture is fascism dressed up in Hollywood splendor. Okay, that's what I'm talking about here. You know, we're getting toward that moment. And again, we mentioned earlier on, if Biden wins, that does that green light these people into thinking, yeah, you can just, you know, if it's not going your way, you can step on their necks. And them following the bus. That's just... Oh, it's... That's, it's, br- that's, almost, that's almost as brilliant that's as... That's Trump-level trolling is what it is. Yeah, well, well, and it's almost and as, so good It's almost it. as brilliant as, like, doing the electric fence thing to your sign, to the Trump sign oh, in your God. yard, and having people come up and try to steal it. If, <laughs> if you have ever done that, let me say this to you. If you've ever done that, because we've seen the memes, you know, because libs, as we've talked about, they do not handle dissent well. That's something you should think about as you head toward the polls on Tuesday, my friends. Uh, the Democrat Party in general has regressed into this, and they call it the cancel culture, but let's be honest. It's baby fascism, okay? And so if they, they've got to the point now where if they see a Trump sign, they, they, they're triggered because they've been microaggressed. And there, as, as we've talked about here on the last pot on the right on more than one occasion, uh, and one of the things that's led to what I expect will be a fairly solid number of what the media is calling shy Trump voters. You put a Trump sign out in front of your yard, you can count the moments until some Democrat comes over and fully invested in their own righteousness will take it, destroy it, and maybe even damage your house. We talked about, they'll even go after your kids. Violence is now an acceptable response to someone not being a liberal, if you're a liberal. 
Right. Okay. We've been saying that for weeks now, months now. They are becoming very dangerous. When you put a Trump sign in front of your house, they're going to steal it. You know they're going to steal it. Mm-hmm. So, and and then not only will they steal it, but they'll tell themselves and anybody who asked them about it that they were doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, they always justify this stuff. But we've been noticing, and a couple of times you've seen guys put out Trump signs knowing some unhinged wingnut Democrat is going to try and grab it and, like, hooking it to a car battery. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that is, you know, I... I know we shouldn't be inflicting physical injury on each other, but you know what? If you've ever done that, God love you. <laughs> it is kind of fun. I love you. I love the videos. You get the, you know, it's always some, some you know, granola-eating moonbeam. <laughs> some yeah. some vegan twerp who just, and there's the famous one of the girl in the Prius, and she drives back and forth past the house shouting obscenities, oh, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. they got to build up to it. And I guess she, there was, nobody's paying attention. She was, I guess she was upset because nobody was paying attention to her. Right. Which, if you act like a child, that sort of thing's going to happen to you. So after a couple of passes, she gets out of the car and she comes up to try and grab the sign. And my man had hooked it up to a powered line. And I'm just like, God, I love you. I love you so much. Heard the look on her face. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I love you so much. But you know what? Hey, listen, it shouldn't be necessary. Right? I mean, you would think that wouldn't be necessary. But it is. If I put a sign out in front of my house, they'd be after me. Oh yeah, and some of the crap that they do, amazing. Like the, I saw one the other day. People in a you know had a Trump flag hanging on you know on their car. Right, and, and so to some, rip it off somebody no somebody's like riding along beside him, lady, leaning out the driver's side window, flipping the bird and screaming and hollering at him. Of course, and then they right into the back of the car and ah, like, ah, I love it. But you know, who do you figure? Here's a question for those. And by the way, we get the analytics here, so we know that not everybody that listens to us is on our side. Well, I am increasingly aware, and we'll get to the hellos in a minute here, but uh, I'm increasingly aware that some of the, uh, uh, the, the what the analytics tell us where people are that are listening to us, I'm like, hmm. But hey, if you're one of them, who do you figure you're considering? Or who do you figure you're convincing? Who is going to be ch- have their mind changed by you running under their yard, throwing a brick through their window? Burning down the local convenience store, whatever the hell else is, shrieking obscenities at the, on, at highway speeds. You took my Trump yard sign. I think I'm going to vote for Biden now. Exactly. I'm like, who the hell is going to? Who is convinced? <laughs> How stupid are you people? I mean, come on. I get it. And you know, they wear their handmade costumes, and everything's a big deal, and all the theatrics that go along with it. And when you do that enough, it begins to filter in to your general behavior, which is why everything is a huge deal. Every reaction is over the top now because they, you know, they, they the Democrat Party has been Hollywoodized to the point that they can't do anything with a measured response. Right. So it's not, you know, hey, I don't like that that guy supports Trump. I'm not going in there. You know, that business supports Trump. I'm not going to shop there. Or that TV, sh- you know, that radio station accepts advertising for Trump. That guy's a conservative, so I'm not going to listen. It's got to be, no, they must be rooted out and, and thrown into the flames of public rage. Run! Like, we're going to throw bricks at them. We're going to burn their neighborhood down. All of that. And I'm sitting there going, who the hell is going, oh, you know, I was going to vote for Trump, but then this guy nuked my freaking entire block. Okay, these guys came down, broke every window, stole every Trump sign, burned down all the businesses or whatever the hell else it is, shrieked obscenities at my children. So, yeah, I'll, I'll vote for Biden now. Yeah, absolutely. Is that how that works? That's, I guess that's it. I, and and you wonder why the social, because Biden's own, well, his interns, because, you know, Biden doesn't tweet. I guarantee you Biden <laughs> does not tweet. But his interns have been big. It's, Most of his tweets this week have been about how he's going to unite the country. And I'm like, what <laughs> makes you think that guys like me are going to want to be united with people that were calling him a fascist Nazi who should be basically loaded into a rocket and fired into the sun? I'm not going to talk to these people again. Not at, not on a friendly level. No. You know, I was watching uh, CNN the other day, just for the hell of it, and Don Lemon and keep in mind, this is a guy who calls himself a journalist. And we all know who Don Lemon is. Don Lemon is not a journalist. Like most of the people at CNN, he is an activist. But he's out there and he's proudly talking about how he's stopped being friends with people who are whom he knows are Trump supporters or suspects are Trump supporters. I'm like, this is a guy who purports to call himself a journalist. 
Okay. We're not talking about the usual, you know, the run of the mill, the 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 unwashed, gross, smells like hamster, hippie douchebags that you see at most of these. Like, I'm gonna go hold up signs saying, uh, you know, blah blah blah, because ACB got got confirmed. You know, the the us- the run of the mill, the, the rank and right. file, the people that used to call them that the Antifa terrorists. Before that, they call themselves the Occupy people, whatever. You know who they are. Right. Okay. We're not talking about one of them. We're talking about Don Lemon. We're talking about CNN. We're talking about somebody who's fairly high up in the in the elite structure of the Democrat media complex. And this is a guy who is on television on his eponymous program saying, I'm not friends with people. I stopped being friends with people because they have different opinions than me. These people, And I'm sitting there going, you think you're going to unite the country with Joe Biden? You think a guy who's running at the head of a movement that is essentially based itself on taking everyone who isn't them and silencing them by any means necessary, including absolute violence, like outright violence, they're, they're killing people for God's sake. And you think you're going to unite us with them? What makes you think, Joe? Bi- sorry, Joe Biden's intern? What makes you think that you're going to get lucky enough to convince me to talk to you? Right. I mean, let's put it that way. You know what? It's we're not supposed to say this in this country. I am a better person than you are, Joe Biden intern. I don't react to political defeat with in four years as we've watched. Of, of increasingly unhinged, emotionally disturbed, and often violent reprisals. Okay? I don't do that. I was talking to some friends of mine the other day, who, uh, and one or two of them, this is a good friend of mine that I hunt with. This is, this is a guy that, you know, uh, every now and then I think, maybe not everybody should have firearms. <laughs> 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 now, he's out there, he's saying, well, what if we went to Washington? What if we got a million guys? And we went to Washington. We just sent everybody out. Okay, and I'm like, well, you would you would go to prison probably if you tried to physically impose that. And he's like, well, you know, I would just go in there and start going walking into offices and dragging them out, and throwing them out. And I'm like, you would definitely go to federal prison for a really long time yeah. if you tried that. Yeah. But there's a point to be made here. He is that kind of angry because he's tired of 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 being told that he's a Nazi, uh, a fascist, a terrible person, shouldn't be allowed to do whatever because he's not a liberal or whatever. He's angry. He's tired. He's tired. He spent four years listening to people who just could not accept that Nana Hill Dog was not electable. Tell him that he's the worst. He's worse than Al-Qaeda. Worse than ISIS. He's like, what if we just go to Washington and say, you know what? Screw all of you people. You're out. There's a million of us. You can't shoot us all. Get out. And I said, well, you will go to prison for that. Okay. I want to make sure everybody understands that. Right. If you try to go to the U.S. Capitol, I don't care if you got a million guys or whatever, you are, you're going to, many of you will end up doing serious federal prison time. Actually, you know, if you got a million people that go after the, the Capitol like that, I think there might be a little bit of bloodshed. But just, well, I'm just, just saying, but that too. Because some of you, is, some of you aren't is, going to big boy prison. Some would, of you are going directly to the morgue. That would be considered a coup, I do believe. Yeah, it's, but it's, anyway. But, you know, and I was laughing with him about it. You know, he's not seriously going to do that. Right. So we're laughing about it. And I was, and it occurred to me, that's essentially what the Democrats have done to the rest of us. They have gotten exceedingly violent. And as we are now just days away from this election, they, we, are, we are aware. We are aware of the fact that their plan, and we saw it from four years of escalation after Nana Hilldog got the boot. We are aware that their plan, should they not get their way, has been to throw tantrums. Can you imagine what it's going to be? Now we talk about what happens if Biden loses. Here at the last pod on the right, laststopontheright.com, and of course, America's Podcast Network, KLRNradio.net. What happens if Biden loses? They're not going to handle it well. All hell breaks loose. Well, that's my thinking is, you know, we could be having this discussion again next week. We could be recording this while under, you know, uh, a civil alert of some kind. These people are going to go. They started setting fires in Los Angeles after their basketball team won. Yeah, but see, that's nothing new. People have been doing that for a while. I know. It's It's like, hey, we won the national championship. Let's go burn the town down. Yeah, it's like, okay, fine. I don't know what you're doing, but you know what? If I lived in Detroit or L.A. and and Why not? Any excuse, I guess. Why not? You know what? Hey, maybe it was just because Los Angeles needed a good cleaning. (laughs) 
I don't know if you've seen Los Angeles, but like every other major city in California, Stan, it's incredibly gross. Well, because one of the things that happens when you have Democrats in control for yeah, a long see, time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's pretty much a Democratic city because, yeah. you know, like. It's a dump un- like un- everything the Democrats touch. Uh, unfortunately, Hurricane Katrina was a bad thing, but it did wash New Orleans. And yeah. if there was ever a town that needed to be washed. It got a good scrub. That was the one. By the way, if you've been in New Orleans since, you know, that's what, 16 years ago or 15 years ago now or whatever, I can tell you that the. the Stale beer and vomit smell is back yeah, at 100%. The filth, the filth is back. Yeah, so. it's all back to 100%. I, just in case you were worried that New Orleans might have cleaned itself up a little bit, no, it's really, really gross still. Yep. It, they re-grossed it fairly quickly. But L.A. is hell, dude. I mean, L.A. is disgusting. Well, California. But California, yes. Stan, everything, and I've said it a million times, everything east of, you drew a line right down the big agricultural valley in between the Sierra and the coastal range. It's just a perfect line right down the middle of California. Everything to the west of the line is horrible. Yep. Everything to the west, except maybe like, I don't know, the Monterey Peninsula. Mm, yeah. You know, there's some nice golf there. Parts of San Diego and Orange County aren't horrible. But by and large, if it's east of a line that you draw from really the Canadian border, just bisect Washington, Oregon, and California, Stan, and everything to the west of the line, it's just gross. And it's because Democrats equal gross. Right. But imagine that on a grander scale. You know, imagine that translated to the whole country. But seriously, though, we talk about it and we say, well, they're going to wreck the joint. I'm like, they're going to wreck their own joints. But I got some pretty serious concerns about what happens to the rest of us. These guys, these guys lose. I'm not saying concerns like, oh, no, we should vote for Biden because I don't want to deal with a, a nationwide attack of, of Democrat Party stooges going bananas because screw that. Right. That, by the way, is how fascists operate. They get violent and they hope that they, they intimidate you. Right. And, uh, I will be damned if I'm going to be intimidated by a dude who identifies himself by more than one pronoun. <laughs> okay? If you're a vegan... And your pronouns are in your Twitter handle, for example. There is no universe in which you can intimidate me. However, I will I will absolutely respond to you. So that raises another question. Biden loses. They riot nationwide. I mean, how much... Are we looking at real bloodshed at this point? Is it possible that we could have an actual civil war? Not a very long one. It's something to think about. You know, we talked, uh, you Ted said at the top of the program, goose-stepping into 2021. Well, if they win, we already know that would be rewarding them for behaving like fascists. Right. But what do fascists do when they lose? They go crazy. Er. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, the country doesn't, things haven't been going great. I don't know if you noticed. It hasn't exactly been a, 2020 has not been a bed of roses. We have not covered ourselves in glory this year. No. So, dear God, man, what happened? I, you know, it's it's a thought. It's a thought. It's, you wonder, okay, it's bad enough if they win. What the hell happens if they lose? You know, you go through the, the usual political stuff and say, well, obviously taxes will go up. Businesses will be harmed. The economy will turn down. All the usual stuff that happens when Democrats get in major control. The last time you had a Democrat in the White House that didn't seriously screw up the economy was Bill Clinton. And part of that was because he had a Republican Congress to put the foot on the brake from time to time. Right. But a Biden win with if there's a changeover in the House and the Senate and you get the Democrats in all three branches, we are seriously screwed. And, of course, there would be the background of they would take that as a as an as proof that that their behavior works and should be their standard. I don't know. True. Very true. Well, and I want to remind everybody real quick as we head toward uh, the latter third of the last pod on the right, you can check us out here at our website, laststoponthewright.com, our Facebook group. There is a Last Stop on the Right Facebook group. It is coolness. You should check it out. There's links and stuff. Yeah, I I probably should. You should. You should do that. (laughs) And, of course, our Twitter feed. At last stop OTR. That's where the real action is. Twitter has gotten super fascist lately, though. I'm Good still, Lord. I'm, they had Jack Dorsey up there the other day in front of Congress. And Zuckerberg, or that uh, that robot that they call Zuckerberg. Hmm. Is he creeping? Is, is it me or is he creeping anybody else out at this point? Mark Zuckerberg gives me the willies. 
I'm like, that's not real. He he doesn't care. Either. That's a space alien. Does not care. Well, no, they don't give a crap. They're tech giants. They don't. I, you know, you can drag them up to Washington all the t- as many times as you want. They don't give a damn. But it's worth noting that Dorsey, because Zuckerberg doesn't care. He's just like, I do not have an answer which will satisfy you. Beep boop. You know, I mean, because he's basically an automaton anyway. The dude's an android. But uh, Dorsey's up there. He always does. His, he's always up there saying, no, no, we're super nonpartisan. We don't want to be a part. They had just gotten into trouble because the story proving, and we, by the way, still haven't really resolved this, that Joe Biden was absolutely involved in a corruption scandal with his son, the Chicoms, and a Ukrainian petroleum company. None of that's been resolved. They just refused to cover it. But when the New York Post broke that story, Twitter's response was to censor them. And you could, for a couple of days, you couldn't even post links to the story. Twitter was actively interceding. They, by the way, have a thing um, if you want to report a tweet, you know, because tattle. That's the first thing liberals do is tattle. Right. You can report a tweet. And if it's, oh, they're trying to sway the results of an election with false information. And I'm like, but that's what you're doing. You are, if uh, a lie of omission is no less a lie. Exactly. So they went out and Twitter, Twitter, okay, Jack Dorsey's minions actively tried to quell what has now become a legitimate scandal, which is that Joe Biden, in addition to not having full control of his mental faculties, is grotesquely corrupt. And they actually tried to stop that story from being shared. Now, the rest of the media did their part by refusing to cover it. Uh, By the end of the week, I think you had like 22 seconds of network news time had been devoted to it. We've actually had more coverage of whether or not Melania Trump, the first lady of the United States, has a body double than we have of the now undeniable proof. We've seen the paperwork that Joe Biden and his son were wrapped up in serious pay-to-play scandals involving the Chinese communists and a Ukrainian company mm-hmm. which, with a known track record of corruption. That's something else we all get to. This will be fun. Social media in a Biden world. <laughs> You're going to have to literally, like, you'll have to go to your block. It'll be like Cuba. You'll have to go to your block captain to get permission to post something. Like, that wouldn't be shocking. I yeah, just say it wouldn't be. Right. Because, and I can tell you right now, you think that's goofy, right? You'd be like, wow, come on. I will tell you, if the Democrat media complex had their way, you would not be able to post things on social media without getting permission from one of their gatekeepers. I promise you that's the case. Yep. If you, and, you know, I'd say, oh, that's hysterical. Okay. Is it, though? I can guarantee. It's not a question of whether or not they're going to do it. You go to, I don't know, everybody knows. Everybody has that, like, one or two liberal friends. Everyone's listening to this program does. Mm -hmm. Go Go to uh, one, and I know you all know one. Go to the the biggest lib that you know. Total, full-on Biden-Harris. Doesn't care that Harris says that Biden's a segregationist. Doesn't care that Harris said he's a rapist. Doesn't care that we know that Biden has a long history of of sexual predation. Doesn't care that we now know that Biden was involved in pay-to-play with the Chicoms and the Russians. Doesn't care that Biden is clearly not 100% above the neck. 100% doesn't matter. Hates Trump. Voting Biden all the way. Thinks conservatives are a threat to the country. And asks them, hey, would you support a a measure wherein the federal government required social media companies to approve posts before you post them in social media if they have a political message. That they would absolutely, to a man, say yes. I'm sure. They would absolutely, to a man, say yes. We get to decide. Should be Well, that should be their mantra in general. You know, we're, but we're days away from this. This is exactly what you're up against. I'm going to point out, it's like, haha, not funny. But seriously, a Biden victory greenlights green lights these guys. They think they will take that as a mandate that, yes, we can clamp down. We can, the, they're not going to call it the cancel culture anymore. They'll simply call it the way things are done. Right. So something for you to think about. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the polls here. Because we're coming up, you know, we're just days away. And the polls are doing about what they were doing back in 2016, Mm -hmm. which is showing a Democrat winning, running away with it. Uh, I saw one. I don't know who conducted. There's so many. That's another thing, dude. My phone. Really? With the pollsters? Oh, yeah. Somehow, you know, as I always know, these people, they never get polled. Like, I've never been called for a poll. I'm like, really? 
you, you, you want to borrow my phone for a couple of days? No doubt. Because, <sighs> boy, God, I get a lot of pollsters calling. But, you know, we joke about, do you lie to the pollsters? Do you tell them the truth? And, like, I don't even answer the damn phone. So that's something to think about, by the way, because I know I'm not alone in that. I won't talk to these guys. Not because I'm trying to, you know, skew their results. I just don't like the work that they do. I know that they're not reliable on their best day. And you know what? I don't want to contribute. Screw you. I'm going to cast my, my poll will be taken on Tuesday. Right. Uh, but they, uh, they're out there and they're saying Biden has, he's like plus 22 among independents, plus 18 above one group, plus blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, I remember that. I remember that from 2016. Right. She's killing them in independence. She's miles ahead in, in, in the minority communities. She lost. Where is Bi- Where was Biden over the weekend? Michigan and Wisconsin. Where you're bad? Yeah, that's a good point. Michigan and Wisconsin. I can tell you, kids, when you're just days away from the election, you don't go to places like Michigan, Michigan and Wisconsin unless you're nervous. Now, granted, Hillary, you remember in 2016, made the fateful mistake of just ignoring them completely. Right. So Biden's been up there bouncing around, and uh, we, I told the story at the beginning of the hour here that uh, you had the situation in, I want to say, Flint, Michigan. He's got Obama up there doing the hype for him, and they go to introduce him, and homeboy sleeps through his queue. Right. And then you have, was it, uh, what the, I can't even pronounce what he said, the his medication comment. And it's like the trebuchet. <laughs> I don't even know what he was trying to say. Right. Did you see that bit? Yeah. I was. I was like, dear God in heaven, man. Now, and we all have our moments. We get a little tongue tied. Yeah. But, but after, if you get a little tongue tied, what what normal people do is you stop talking, you compose yourself, and you get what you were trying to say. You, you say right. easy for me to say, and yeah. then you actually say it. Oh boy, I had no idea what was coming. The word syllables, not even words, syllables were just falling out of his face hole. It was. It was almost like speaking in tongues. It was like somebody had turned on a spigot and left it open. And it says, I'm like, that my right there, that guy right there is the guy that the Democrat media complex says should be the next leader of the free world. Actually, it's not. It's the woman that's behind him, but. Oh, I see what you did there. And you know what? That's a fair question, though. How do you feel about the fact that all of this is basically resting on a very dishonest premise, which is that Joe Biden is the real candidate? I, you know, you—he's he's just there to get his props, and then. Well, you just—you said the woman and, behind him, so right, I'm—I'm I'm like, you know, expand on that a little. Bit. I think he's gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's worth worthy of a four-year term. I don't think he's can 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 actually get through it. You, but you, so you, when you say the woman behind him, you think that all of this is he's just the he's just the hood I, ornament, and Kamala's the, the real her. candidate. She, they want Harris all the way. I, you know, it's I, a black, nothing a else black woman in the in 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 all or in, in the presidency. Woo! Well, man. yeah, okay, great, big historic moment. I am of the opinion at this point. I'm tired of everything that if a woman does it, if a black person does it, if a person of color, by the way, except for Asians, you'll notice <laughs> you'll notice they never include the Asians, right? But if a if a person of color does it, it's somehow a bigger accomplishment, is it? I just, you know, I was like, haven't we gotten to the point now where we've got, that's something for another day, but one of the things that comes along with this is not only will you not be allowed to have an opinion without making sure that it's approved by whatever, you know, party official, very Orwellian, but in the perfect Democrat media complex world, if you're white, I, they'll have asterisks next to your records, man. No, that's the white record. Yeah, right, right. You know, I remember we used to call that separate but equal. And it was illegal. But now it's like, oh, you know, black accomplishments are better than white accomplishments. Women's accomplishments are better than men's. Not all black people, not all women. Because speaking of of being up in Michigan, you have John James, a black guy running in Michigan. And they're talking about they, the Democrats have, stop, have stopped just short of making an Uncle Tom reference to this guy. Just like they do with Tim Scott in South Carolina. Right. And uh, and the handmade costumes were back out for Justice Barrett, even though she's a woman. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to remember all of this comes. There is an asterisk. Everything they tell you that they believe comes with an asterisk. If you are not one of theirs, you do not qualify. 
If you're black, you're be- according to the Democrat media complex, everything you do is better than everything white people do. Okay, unless you're a black guy or a black woman who doesn't adhere to their idea of what a black guy or a black woman should think. Right. Then then you're out. Yep. If you're a woman, it's important that women succeed unless you're a conservative woman, in which case they're going to put the stupid. Ben's note to the Democrat media complex. We just tell the kids to stop it with the handmaid's costumes. <laughs> It's so dumb, dude. It's so played out. And and it's like, oh, I'm wearing a handmaid's costume because in Donald Trump's world, if Justice Barrett gets her way, this is what I'll have to live like. I'm like, no, it's not. Stop it. And, and you know what? Probably 95% of the population doesn't even get that reference. I Well, that's probably, the other part of they're it. They're probably like, why are they dressed like that? Yeah, you know, I was talking to our executive producer, my mom, the other night, and I was saying, you have to remember that these people live in such in an increasingly small bubble and we've talked about it many times on this program, they don't see what we see. They don't hear what we hear. They only talk to each other. One of the things that they do is they in, they ensure the continuity of their ideas by not only not allowing any others, but they won't even acknowledge them. So they're out there going, oh, my God, that's so creative. She's dressed up like a handmaid, you know, from the book, you know, the Margaret Atwood book or whatever the hell her name is. And it's like from the TV show. And it's so impactful. And you're so brave for doing that. And it's like, no, you look like an idiot cosplayer. And most people don't get the reference. Not because they're stupid or uneducated, but because it's not that good a book and it's a worse television program. How about that? Most of them are probably going, why is she dressed up like Little House on the Prairie? <laughs> what is with this What is with this Red Riding Hood, yeah. Laura Ingalls Wilder thing you got going on here? Doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, And that's the other part we've talked about before. The huge swaths of the country. Millions upon millions of people who do not... Take these people seriously. I'm not taking it, say, saying it in a sense that they don't they don't acknowledge the political damage that the left is willing to, and capable of doing. But it's I don't you know I, one of the things I was uh, I was discussing with another friend of ours right before the program, right before we recorded today, um, was the fact that if Biden wins, they'll riot because they they riot if they riot when their team wins an NBA championship they're going to riot when their guy wins the white house right if biden loses if trump wins it's going to be freaking war right mhm but only from the left right you know and and one and as a friend of mine was saying well why wouldn't the same be true the other way are you saying the trump people won't riot i'm like no cuz we're going to go to work the next day yeah it's a two election day is a tuesday right you know, one of the things that happens with these guys is because liberals, among other, they will pay these people to protest. Yeah, actually fund. We all saw the trucks pulling up in Minneapolis with the weapons and the gear. Right. Okay. Right. That money is coming from somewhere. Okay. The Democrats will pay these people to commit their acts of violence and political terrorism. Okay. Just like the Nazis used to pay the brown shirts. Yep. It's like Kristallnacht all over again. Um, Republicans don't do the Demo- conservatives don't bother with that because they are going to work the next day. You know, you go to a Democrat rally, one of these riots that they're having, these Antifa animals are running around. None of them have freaking jobs because it's all funded by people like Soros. They don't give a crap. Right. You know, we're not going to have Trump people rioting on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning because they got to go to work. In fact, if Biden wins, you got to go work harder because you're going to have less <laughs> more money. Ta- yep, more taxes. So now, so now. Uh, all right, we are going to run out of time here. Uh, did I wanted to do uh, uh, some real quick housekeeping. I know we wanted to talk about COVID real quick. Um, and we mentioned that earlier that uh, the reality is that I think the COVID fear will be over fairly soon. Um. Just real quick note, watching football over the weekend, Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback from Clemson, missed the game, COVID positive. Yep. Has to miss next weekend. Same Clemson reason. plays Notre Dame, yep. COVID positive. Are you insane? You've got an, a, a perfectly healthy kid who has tested, and we say tested positive, we make it sound like freaking space AIDS or something. That means he has the antibodies. He's not, he's, he's not sick. 
Right. Oh, yeah, we're going to spread it around the locker room. Well, you know what? They're going to spread all kinds of crap around that locker room. (laughs) Trust me when I tell you, (laughs) locker rooms at college athletics levels are really gross. Somebody's got jock itch from somebody else somewhere along the line. Everybody's going to have it, baby. But they're like, oh, we're going to sit him down for 10 days. This is insane what we're doing. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we could talk about, you know, COVID's going to kill us. Oh, we're not doing it. Donald Trump has killed people with his lack of response to COVID. There's nothing you can do, really, kids. Diseases come, they cycle through the population, they go. Whether it's the Spanish flu, Ebola, Zika, SARS, H1N1, this swine flu, that flu, whatever, they come, they go. This too will ultimately be a memory for a while. And in some time down the road, some other version will come back. And we can spend the rest of our lives hiding. The entire NCAA and NFL football seasons are going to have to have asterisks next to them. Any records that are set this year, the national championship itself, all of it's going to have an asterisk. Freaking Coastal Carolina is in the top 25. Auburn and LSU played today. Neither team was ranked. Okay? It's because of the COVID stupidity. Yeah, they both kind of suck. But, anyway. but it's because it's everything's a wreck. I but know, you're right. You're the right. entire year 2020 is going to have to have an asterisk next to it because we have massively overreacted to this. Are people going to get sick? Yes. Will some of them die? Yes. Will you look at the numbers and find out the reality of the situation is that you are not likely to get COVID. If you do get it, you are almost guaranteed not to die. Even amongst the oldest and infirmest of our population, the mortality rate isn't even 25%. Right. And that's among people that you can't let near other people because they can get anything. Unless, of course, you live in New York. Well, oh, uh, my well, bad. Yeah, my but bad. They, they didn't die of the COVID. <laughs> no, no, they died right. of the Cuomo. <laughs> yes. Totally different virus. Yeah, totally, totally different, different virus. Different. But, you know, and we, all of this nonsense, oh, the death rate's this, the death rate's that. The death rate is meaningless. None of these rates mean anything. It is a, it's not a disease anybody wants to get, by and large, eminently survivable. We're all going to be fine if we could just get our heads out of our asses and stop freaking out about it. That'd be great. Okay? Thanks. <laughs> but we all know that right after, if Biden wins, we're going to, oh, you know, it turns out we we're, we we probably overreacted a little bit. We've got the cure. Yeah, that's the cure. The cure is to stop worrying about it. Are some of you going to get it? Yeah. You'll live. So will I. Probably. Just like every other disease that has gone through the population that got hyped. Right. Okay. This isn't exactly the Black Plague, kids. It's not Ebola. Okay. It's not the, it's not, hell, man, even Ebola is not a death sentence. You have a, about a 50 50 shot of surviving it. And that's one of the worst things you can get. This is nothing compared to that. We didn't shut down the world for that. Right. We shut down it. Why? Political. Ask yourself, who is doing that to you and why are they doing it? And when you go to the polls on Tuesday, remember, remember why everything sucked this year. I remember it was done for a political reason. Your suffering was inflicted upon you by the same people who plan to restrict you from having opinions of which they do not approve. The Democrat Party is a threat to you, my friends. Remember that when you go to the polls. (coughs) I've already been. I hacking the microphone. I'm going to delete that. In post. All right. Anyway, a uh, couple of quick housekeeping notes. We get ready for uh, the, the big election. I want to say hello to all of our good friends out there. I want to remind you, you can join people like The Hog, like Jenny the Bank Teller, like the Coming Contingent, like the Soto Boys and Sweet Jimmy Apollo behind enemy lines, like Earl, like Denny and Linda, and, of course, my parents, at least one of whom is willing to admit that they listen to this program. You can contact us through our website at laststoponthewright.com. You can check out our Facebook page, the Last Stop on the Right Facebook page. Always jumping. And, of course, our Twitter handle is at laststopotr. And if you thought this program was worth a tinker's damn, that's one of my old man's phrases. I just, you know what? I, I get it. That's a shout out to my old man. I'm just saying, yo, Pop, I know you're listening. I know you hate it, but I know you're listening. I want to say, if you, if you thought this program was worth a tinker's damn, they go check out the vastly superior offerings at America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio.net. That's it, dude. What do you think? Now, you already voted. 
Yeah, so I've already done it. See, I'm an election day voter. We have a day for that. I, That's when I vote. I, I know, but man, I just... I'm I, not casting aspersions at you. You I, do what you I, want. I hate standing in line for two hours or whatever. And I will go and I will vote sometime took, on Tuesday. I, I actually did it in advance and started my stopwatch when I got out of the car and stopped it when I got back in the How car. How long did it, it take you? 23 minutes, 14 seconds. A new world record. Congratulations. That's great. Well, uh, I will do that on Tuesday, my friends. By the time we talk to you, we will know, in theory, who the next president of the Hopefully. United States will be. Or we'll be on our way to even more fun. What if there's a contested election and we can't figure out how the it'll be like 2000 again? Yep. Only 10 times worse because everybody's a complete jackass now. Yeah. And just, fun. And just let me say, you. I know you earlier you were saying, oh, I'm, I can't wait because no more ads or anything. Yeah. There's going to be more ads because, because both Georgia Senate's races are going to go to runoffs. Dear God in heaven, save us all. <laughs> all right, my friends. By the time we talk to you next week, we may or may not. <laughs> the country may or may not still be. We may you know, be fascist. We may we may be on fire by then. <laughs> this is true. But for all the folks I just mentioned, for all of you out there, we love you. We're glad to have you along for the people at KLRN and for America. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike Edmund. And this has been the last pod on the right. Till next week, y'all. Keep it in the short grass. We out!